Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Hello, everybody. Andy Jacob here with the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. What an important show today. You know, we love it at Dotcom Magazine when we get to invite really the leaders in their space on the show. It happens so often. We get the worldwide leading experts, the really the leaders of technology, the people that are really making shape-shifting businesses into the future. And we've been able to book a very special guest today. His name is Mr. Udi Levy. He, of course, is the co-founder and CEO of Cobwebs Technology. Now, when we talk about AI and we talk about harnessing AI's power, Udi is at the, he's the leader. He's at the forefront of what's happening and taking AI and making it used to make a safer world. It's really AI powered, listen to this, web intelligence. It's such a powerful space. Udi's a leader. Udi, it's an honor to have you on the show. Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series today. Thank you, Andy. I'm delighted to be here. All right, let's go. This is so much to unravel, so much to unpack. But before we get started, of course, let's pull the lens back, Udi, to 30,000 feet and tell everybody what you do at Cobwebs Technology. Okay, great. So we work in the open source intelligence field. We work globally with corporates, with financial organizations, government worldwide, all around the globe. We are a technology company, which means that we sell a product, a software. Uh, the company is like for over seven years old, and we have people all around the globe, in the US, in Europe, in Israel, and everywhere. And it's been great you know, being here. And uh, so we've been doing this like, actually, I've been doing this for throughout all my career, working with, uh, with intelligence and security experts. It's been great so far. I love it, Udi. Let's break it down. We have so many questions. Of course, your, your web intelligence, AI-powered sort of platform is really tailored for law enforcement, national security agencies, of course, financial services, you know, anybody that really needs like the highest level of corporate security available in the world today. What type of companies reach out to you, Udi, and say, hey, we've heard about the AI, you know, cobwebs technology, we want to get involved? Yeah, so, so I'll start from the beginning, you know, just explain about AI in this business. So, you know, around maybe 10 years ago, AI was a relatively new term. Although, you know, for almost 100 years, we're doing like, people are doing like many researchers in AI and lots of, you know, uh, mathematics experts and professors and everything. However, only in the past two year, 10 years, it's become a commodity. I'll explain why. 
Around 20 or 30 years ago, when the AI was already established, but the computing power was very expensive. And not, all, not only that, just to get a grab on a big data analytics, on a big data was a very complicated task. But in the past 10 years, there has become like a big revolution. First of all, the computers, the technologies, the hardware has become very, very cheap. And on top of that, you have so much big data everywhere. And therefore, we've seen the AI revolution comes to space. Uh, and this is exactly where we fit in. Uh, seven or eight years ago, when I've seen this space evolving, uh, we've told, you know, we think that AI would really be harnessed to protect communities and organizations, which means that instead of people, you know, watching threats or investigating bad actors manually, we think that all this process can be really automated because AI touches everything today. And this is where we fit in. So today, every organization or I would say authority or financial institution that requires protection from external threats or that requires to conduct investigation on cyber attacks or this area, we fit in because we provide an AI power tool which really saves time and really provide you insights in no time. It's incredible, you know, these cyber threats and what's going on are constant. I mean, not every day, every minute, but every second and, and many, many per second throughout the world. I don't even know how many, but it's an incredible amount of threat that organizations have to deal with. When we think about the bad actors, like you mentioned, Duty, you know, what comes to mind? What are some of the big things that companies really need to be concerned about right now with the outside threats coming into their company? Okay, so you did like a, it's a great question. It goes like this. Several years ago, all the companies, organizations were focused, you know, on their internal environment. Maybe people, you know, downloaded viruses in their files, or maybe they, you know, clicked on a phishing or malware attacks or this kind of stuff. But what happened is that the external perimeter, the external environment of every organization, nation, and essentially every individual, each and every one of us is exposed. So what has become is the, I would say, the external perimeter, the exposure, uh, what we call, you know, in our uh, language, the attack vector surface uh, has become huge, either if you're individual or a company or a person, because all your digital assets are out there. And if you're a company or, you know, either medium or small or even, you know, huge organization, what will happen to you is that you have thousands of digital assets exposed. It can be either your domains, maybe you have several domains. It can be your you know, credentials. You have maybe lots of credentials. It can be your intellectual property, lots of documents you have. It can be your webmail. It can be your IPs. It can be information about your employees or your executives. It essentially touches every aspect of a company so every company, even a small company, would have somewhat like between hundreds to thousands of digital assets, which are probably exposed out there. Wow, it's so much exposure, of course, Udi, and you're at the forefront using AI to assist so many companies. And of course, there's a lot of organizations that you know are confidential, you know, to your 
company. There's a confidentiality agreement for, for reasons, you know, that people could only imagine because they're such high profile, either companies, law enforcement agencies, or even countries as well. When we think about it, Udi, and we think about a small company, is your advice for even the smaller companies, the startup companies to start investigating and looking at using AI for a safer world as well? For sure, because let's say that you are a small company. First of all, and utmost, you probably have at least one or two domains. That's for sure. You probably have at least you know a dozen of IP exposed to the web. You probably have at least dozens of employees, one, two, three executives. You have your webmail, which can be exposed. And essentially, of course, that you have intellectual properties, your documents, and also your code. You know, people don't know about it, sometimes companies, but their code can be exposed because people use all the time, you know, some code repository and post online and discuss online in forums uh, with experts of, uh, you know, coding programmers. So it can attack you from everywhere, essentially. And especially if you are a small company, and of course, if you are in the IT industry, you are exposed, even if you don't think about it, you are. Because all the time, there are threat actors that are scouring the web, scouring the dark web, trying to identify what will be you know, the best fit for them to make a quick buck. And essentially, that's it. And, and we see lots of ransomware attacks. And everybody needs today to pay in Bitcoins. And everybody has some kind of Bitcoins. So it has become, I would say, relatively easy. And on top of all of that, this COVID situation has really... I would say pushed forward this whole space because everybody sits at home. Everybody's online. All the assets are online. Everybody is digitally exposed. So it really, I would say, pushed forward this whole cyber threat intelligence field. Yeah, it's so much to be aware of and so much to be concerned about as a CEO, a C-level executive, a technologist. Udi, what's it look like? So a company reaches out to you at Cobwebs. They've heard about what you can do. They come referred to you from a, you know, a major company. What's the engagement look like? What's the first conversation look like? And how do they get integrated into your technology system? So, great. So, it's also, you know, another uh, revolution that COVID uh, has, uh, you know, uh, uh, caused is the online revolution, which means that before we did like lots of exhibitions. Everybody relied on face-to-face -face meetings. You know, you had like dozens of exhibitions worldwide every year, you know, in the U.S. and Europe, everywhere. Uh, so you met face to face. But eventually, since COVID started, everybody went online and we hardly see. Now, I think it's maybe coming back, but really, you know, big physical exhibitions. So everything went online. So if before COVID, we did like lots of face to face meetings and exhibitions, we're trying to reach out physically maybe to customers. Uh, now, it. There is a, like a lots of movement uh, transfer of movement of people and companies online, which means that today we are doing lots of webinars, lots of resources you can find in our website, lots of materials. We record podcasts, videos, reports, case studies, uh, user manuals, infographics, you know, just to bring out to the relevant uh, potential customers uh, the ability, which is also an interesting thing to see that AI has become also a part of, you know, internal procedures in companies, in marketing. It's, it makes everything like easier, I would say. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. And, and how do you sell your product? I mean, is it a SaaS program? Do they pay as they go as the company expands? Let's talk about 
what your company cobwebs can do to expand with them and make sure that they're fully supported through their entire journey. Yeah. So we have lots of kind of deployment deployments. At the beginning, we started, you know, on-premises, you know, selling servers and big solutions. But now I think most of it is SaaS. And SaaS is great because eventually it's a win-win situation. From one end, as a company, you know, you can really deploy it more quickly. You can provide online training, online updates, uh, really, you know, make the customer very satisfied uh, and he'll be very happy to work with you because he sees like, you know, the software gets improved all the time without you need to go to his, you know, premises and install and update. So I really love SaaS. And I think uh, that from the customer perspective, they like it as well. They don't need, you know, uh, to become very, you know, uh, into, uh, into the deployment, into the technical stuff, because we solved it for them. We provide them a solution without all the technical hassles, I would say. Just, you know, a quick deployment, ongoing upgrades, ongoing updates. So everything has become, you know, more easy also for the customers, I think. Yeah, it makes all the sense. And for the younger entrepreneurs watching the show, the entrepreneurs that are in startup mode, you have a small to mid-sized business. Rewind what Udi just said, because he's taken a very, and his company has taken a very complex and complicated system on the back end that they're experts in, worldwide leading experts, of course, but then have simplified it for the front end, for the people using the system. And that's the thing that resonates with what Cobwebs is doing with their clients, they've taken this entire backbone of structure and put it in the forefront and behind the scenes, all these things are happening for their clients to keep things updated, to make sure they're, you know, the AI is working at the highest level. I'm wondering, you know, when we think about it, Udi, there's all kinds of different new attacks coming all the time and they're thinking of new things. The bad actors are always scheming. How often do you have to update your system or is it constant through AI so that you're always ahead of the curve? Yeah, so essentially, you know, our people, our analysts or experts are constantly, you know, scouring everything to identify if there are like new uh, threat groups, new malwares, uh, new planned attacks on the dark web or everywhere. So that's, of course, a, an ongoing basis. For the customer, I would say, I like to keep things stable, you know, Sometimes if you get a better product, you don't like it. So which means that we try to do like quick updates. It's not only on a weekly basis. I can't recommend to anybody, uh, you know, if you are, we're talking to new entrepreneurs and uh, younger companies to do like too much of a quick updates. We're really, you know, doing really, really a methodological step, you know, with R&D, with the QA, with version planning, but we try to keep, you know, being updated. So. I would say that from the uh, software perspective, some of the software is updated on a daily basis. If it's the sources, if it's the dark web, if it's the new you know, malware groups, the new threat actors, it's on a daily basis. But the core of the system, the analytics, the AI, the user interface, it's in several months, I think, every time. Because we need to keep the system stable. We don't like to bring beta version. We bring only you know, alpha version. When things, everything works, you know, right. So this is how we like to do it. I love it. Bring that alpha version. Bring your best every single time to the table. Now, Udi, you're known for putting together an amazing team. I mean, at Cobwebs Technology, you've got the best of the best people in the world working, you know, to make sure that everything's working well and that you're, you know, a leader. How important 
is it for you to hire the best of the best? What do you look for in your hiring practices? Is it experience, trustworthiness, or some combination thereof? Well, first of all, of course, I like experience. I like experienced people that know what they're talking about. So that's the first thing. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, I found myself thinking maybe experience is not so important. Maybe, you know, only the degree or the fact that you've been in this specific university or specific, you know, academic institution is enough. But I really believe in experience because once you're really experienced in the market, you have so many, you know, things that you already passed through. It can be your, you know, mistakes that you've done and you know how to fix them quickly. It can be your advantages that you know where you're good at, where you're not good at. You're not going to experiment on the company. You know, you know you're going to, you know, try new stuff on the company. You know what you're worth. You know that if you're good at sales, you're good at sales. If you're good, you know, working on investigation, so that's what you do. If you are working on program, if you're a good programmer, so that's what you do. So I like experience. And on top of that, I really like people that, you know, are not afraid of challenges and of hard work. I myself is a hard worker. You know, I like to, do, to dig into the trenches. You know, I've been in the service, in the military. So I'm used to that. I like to work hard. And if I see that people, you know, today it's like a little bit more, you know, easier to relax and, you know, because everything is online, everything is working for, everything is easier today. But still, if a person is a hard worker, that you know that, you know, he should be on the trenches from, you know, from a time to time. And if he's well experienced, that's our guys. Yeah, I love it. Of course, you did some military. You're in the military. Let's talk about that a little bit because there's some lessons you can learn in a structure like the military, of course, that you can bring over into business, into entrepreneurship. What were some of the things that you learned in the military that you brought over into entrepreneurship to help build your business as a businessman? Yeah. So I learned many things, you know, many, many, many things. I was, you know, in the military. And so the first thing is, you know, that hard work pays. So that's the first thing, which means that we did so much hard work, you know, training and, you know, learning our stuff, our materials. So it pays. Whatever you say, if you say easy work and pays as well, you know, I believe in hard work. So that's the first thing. The other thing is that, I don't believe that there is a challenge that you cannot bypass. I don't believe in that. Maybe, maybe you'll fail. Maybe you'll fail 10 times. It's also okay. But eventually, if you set the goal, you'll reach there. And even if it would take, you know, one month or one year or even five years, I don't care. If we have a goal, we will reach that goal. So that's the, like the best thing that I learned there, that there's nothing, nothing can really stop you if you really believe in yourself. And you've really put your, all your efforts inside it. So this is like the main thing, hardworking and achieving any type of goal. Although you may fail in the middle and you may, you know, see darkness in the middle, but there is a light eventually. And I really believe in that. I love that. Bring more light into the world. Be a, be a lamplighter, if you will, and take the dark world and fill it up with light so that that dark world gets sort of squashed out and all the light comes into play. I love that so much, Judy. Now, Let's talk about AI, because a lot of people knew you were coming on the show. And, you know, I've had some people talk to me, even internally at Dotcom Magazine. So you hear these horror stories about AI. You know, you go back to the Terminator, the original movie, and AI took over and the machine started taking over. 
Let's take a look at that for a minute because there's some younger entrepreneurs and younger people watching the show. Maybe they're a little freaked out about AI. Maybe they don't fully understand it. So let's talk about that. Is, is there going to be a time when AI takes over and the machines control the world or what's that going to look like into the future? Great question. So first of all, you know, in the, back then in the, when there is this uh, science fiction author, it's Isaac Asimov, Isaac Asimov. So he had like three rules for the robots. I don't remember all of them, but one of them is that you will never disobey a, a person, which means that as long as we have this rule, I'm all right with everything. You know, if I have this robot, which is a crazy robot, it wants to kill me or something. So he, as long as he can't disobey me, I'm right with that. But the thing really with AI, as I see it, is like any type of other revolution. You know, maybe a few hundreds of years back, or I don't know, when they invented the phone, people said, you know, so people will not, you know, talk with each other. You have a phone, you can call, you don't need to meet, you don't need anyone. So you just need to adapt. So we have a phone, but you will still meet. And afterwards, we saw the TV. So people said, everybody will sit at home and never go out, only watch TV. But we have been through that and everybody still meets. So I think that today, the AI is another revolution that we will need to adapt to. But eventually, it will help us, which means that lots of tedious tasks, uh, routine, like routine tasks, will be solved. You know, I wish that we already have a robot, you know, to do my laundry, you know, my house, which I have kids and everything, and to cook for me and to wash dishes. It will be great, as long as we, this robot will not kill me eventually. So... I'm really happy with that. What I'm saying is that a lot of like uh, routine routine tasks that we're doing today, I think that AI can solve. It can be on any on anything from driving, you know, what they're doing there with autonomous car, till what we're doing with you know automating investigations, automated threat intelligence. So as long as we keep it, you know, in scale and encapsulated, I think it will just give us benefits. Yeah, I love it. And of course, I'm bouncing you around a lot with these questions, but I know with your military background, your entrepreneurial experience, you're made for this. Let's backtrack just a minute, because what's on everybody's mind right now throughout the world, of course, is health. That's a big thing right now. Everybody's talking about it. And it's certainly health record keeping. What's going on at hospitals? What's going on with your health records? How those health records get protected? How we make sure they are personal health records don't get into the wrong hands. Let's talk about what Cobweb's technology can do in that regard to making you know that a safer world using your AI. Yeah, so, so that's a great, great question as well. Uh, you have only great questions, I must say. So the healthcare industry actually, at least you know, in the past two years, has been attacked constantly, just to keep us in mind by threat actors who try to steal, you know, these uh, personal files and to sell them or to threaten people, you know, to try to do ransomware attacks and everything. So this healthcare industry specifically is really, you know, uh, under some kind of a cyber attack, uh, ongoing cyber attack. Now, from one point, of course, that I know that they are doing, you know, what, you know the, the organization I know, they're doing their internal monitoring, you know, keep their infrastructure secure, they're talking about the databases and everything. But from the other end, the other end, eventually, you know, the weakest point in this whole, you know, chain is the human being. And I'll explain. Every, you know, organization has employees. And whenever you receive an email, for example, or a text message, 
you never know today if it's the, you know, the right person or maybe a threat actor. You need really to dig into stuff to really identify if it's a, you know, a, a legit a mail or a valid, you know, domain or a valid SMS or this kind of stuff. So I still believe that the human, you know, the person is the weakest link in this chain of attack exposure. So what I'm saying is that uh, although, you know, uh, healthcare industries, I really believe that they keep, you know, internally, you know, the cyber sphere properly, you know, antiviruses and everything. I really believe they do it quite well, but I still believe there is a need for improvement in the whole uh, perimeter external attack surface, because eventually uh, you don't know what's out there and you don't know if you have some, you know, weak point somewhere, maybe even an employee, maybe even, you know, some information that was leaked in dark web that you don't know about. And eventually it's about us, about the individuals. And we trust companies, we trust governments, we trust, you know, healthcare. So we want protection and we need companies. I'm not saying it have to be Hogwarts, but like Hogwarts, organization that really can assist either governments or organization and eventually it protects our community, the individuals and everything. Wow, I love it so much. Of course, Udi, you've got such a great background and experience. I'm going to bring you back on the show and call it a half hour with Udi because I want to get into entrepreneurship with you and your background and experience. What led you to Cobwebs? But before I let you go, and thank you so much for cutting out some time for me today. This has been fascinating. I want to get into entrepreneurship a little bit. You, you, you spoke about it a little bit when I asked you about the military. But for the younger entrepreneurs watching the show, Udi, let's give back. You know, sometimes they're hitting a pothole in the road. Maybe they're hitting an obstacle that they can't get through or a wall that they can't get over. Maybe you could share some insight to the younger entrepreneurs watching the show about what it takes to get through those tough times and come out the other side, you know, being very happy that you went through that tough time to begin with. Yeah, you know, in the military, we had this term, I need to think about how, what's called, you know, there was, I think that there, there wasn't, you know, the person that will kill time was never burned. Like he wasn't burned, the person that will kill time. And I'll explain, I'll explain, it's very important. Sometimes, at least in a business, you are in a roller coaster. Like all the time, you are in a roller coaster. You know, we have like three months that you are here. And then three months you're here. And when you're here, you see, you say, you know, everything is lost. I'm not going to succeed. I'm not going to build this amazing company that I want. But a day later, something great happens and you're still back. So it's a crazy roller coaster. That's, that's my experience. You know, every year it's like crazy. You've been here and here and here and here. And ongoing. So what I'm saying is that you need to keep the goal, you know, far away and you don't care about the time. Maybe, you know, today is, you know, February and you are here, but in March you'll be here and April here and on June you'll be here. So as long as you set your goal and as long as you believe that even you have some small failures, your, I would say the slope is still positive. You're still going up the stairs and after several years, you will know, and that, that's Steve Jobs says, I didn't say that, that's Steve Jobs, you will be able to connect the dots, which you don't see right now. And I really feel it that as long time the time passes, I look back like a year ago or five years ago, and I really connect the dots. I see, you know, because we did that back then, now we succeed. And because we didn't did 
this thing, we don't succeed today at that particular space. So I really believe in that. Put the point far away. Don't look at the time. Don't look at the you know, you know, downside of this roller coaster. And eventually, uh, keep a positive slope all the time. So that's about it. I love it, Udi. That's such great advice. I mean, keep that positive slope, but within that slope, there'll be ups and downs. I mean, that's what entrepreneurship exactly. is all about. Well, listen, Udi Levy, I mean, one of the you know worldwide leading experts in harnessing AI for a safer world. I mean, this AI-powered intelligence is phenomenal. And we're just you know thankful guys like you and companies like yours are keeping us all safe, Udi. Thank you so much for slicing some time out today to come on the dot-com magazine entrepreneur spotlight series. We're going to have you back on the show. And thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks, Andy. I'll be happy to talk again. Great. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.